This episode of Country Squire Radio is brought to you by Missouri Meerschaum. We thank them for supporting this show, and we thank you for supporting them. Squire Radio, I'm Bo. And I'm John Davis. JD! Hey, Bo. Good afternoon, man. Man, good afternoon to you, too, sir. How you doing today? Uh, doing all right. Yeah, it's, uh, man, we... <laughs> We uh we had a heck of a week last week, dude. It was uh yeah uh, International Pipe Smoking Day, dude. Uh, of course, February twentieth, and uh man just had a had a killer sale, man. It was uh it was awesome sending pipes and uh, t shirts and tobaccos all over the world, and we were we were really thrilled about that. So um yeah things are things are good, man. I'm kind of kind of licking my wounds a little bit, still slowly recovering. <laughs> we just have had so much uh, going on, but uh but yeah, man, doing doing well. Lots of people getting excited about pipe smoking here coming this spring and um and good tobaccos are are out there folks uh, so far seem to like our uh thin mint uh limited edition tobaccos we'll I see if, believe you did that if they pick up on uh p- continue to pick up on it we get the reviews uh that we hope we'll uh, we'll make that one of our <laughs> one of our house blends at the squire so um anyway really excited about that what's going on with you man man it's uh it's been good you know so international pipe smoking day has come and gone i um i did as as promised did a, a live video yeah uh in which we went yeah. through the a uh, couple i had i had four different blends in my cellar that I, I pulled uh, specifically to choose from and so basically got on the live feed and I kind of felt bad because I put one blend in that I knew everybody was going to try to push me towards but I very specifically <laughs> was not going to smoke which was like my last remaining unopened Frogmorton. Of course. And so, you no, know, of, 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 was it the uh, across across the pond? Now it's frog on a log, my on friend. A, on a log, yes, okay. sir. Good. And so Good. I, I was I was sitting here and I'm like, <laughs> I know, I know, I want to smoke it too, but I'm saving it for once we officially uh, move into the new house. It's kind of like a, no, it's so funny. It's like as soon as you hear the cap open on that thing, the little tss, that's like a hundred dollars. That, that's that's what a hundred dollars <laughs> sounds like. That's right, right there. Tss. Well, dude, and, and we could hundred bucks. We could sign it too, and like up the value by at least five cents. No, that's right. That would have been amazing. Yeah, you might even decrease the value. Yeah, well, that is true. That is true. So maybe we should do that, and then I'll smoke it and feel less bad about right. it. Right. No, that's right. But uh, ultimately, man, yeah. So I ended up uh, smoking some Dunhill aperitif. Oh, and, good. Uh, yeah. yeah, enjoyed it very, Excellent. very smooth. Mild. I haven't had that in a long time. Yeah, it was, it was good, and uh, in, enjoyed, um, enjoyed uh, the 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 smoke, and enjoyed. Uh, uh, wait, no, hang on. Is that correct? Hang on. I, I'm, no, that's not right. That's not right. I was actually. Are you something else? I did smoke something else. Oh, snap. Oh, people are going to call me out who watched the, watch the video. something that makes you forgetful and hungry? Uh, no, 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 no. It was um, <laughs> VIP uh, from the Pipe Club. Uh, oh, oh, come on. Help me out here, man. I'm lost, dude. Uh, taps. Uh, VIP. Taps VIP, if I'm remembering correctly. I think that's right. I but. have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> All right. Well, one way or the other, it was uh, it was a lot of fun doing good. the video. Well, I'm glad. I'm glad you had a good time. Despite the fact that I'm like all of a sudden blanking like crazy. No, it was so delicious that you can't you can't remember. Yeah. No, it was. It was. It, it is funny, though. On, on International Pie Smoking Day, I always find that I end up smoking kind of uh, more English-style blends as yeah, opposed sure. to the aromatics, which I normally smoke. And I guess that's part of it, right? Like the, the well, blends that revisit, maintain yeah. in the cellar are the ones that I'm not actually smoking. Well, you know, constantly. when you go through your go through your cellar, it's one of those things where, yeah, I haven't visited that in a while. I want to pull that out and, and give that a shot. Um, yeah, you know, it's I, I smoked four uh, bowls of, uh, of our new Thin Mint blend on International Pipe Smoking Day, and I, I was smoked out. I, I was absolutely smoked out. It, it was. It was Darters and Ryan. All right. VIP. Okay. I, I thought that was right. Oh, cool, man. That's great. <laughs> yeah, okay, good. But anyway, all you right. Weren't, you weren't having a, some kind of 
epileptic uh, seizure or something. No, I knew that was right. I, I knew that was right. <laughs> hey, man, I got to give a couple of shout outs um, to, to some folks. Uh, first off, man, um, I got to give a shout out to uh, Eric Vanderpool. who uh, I love Eric, man. He's such a good friend. Dude, he hooked me up. He sent me an email with some recommendations, just getting ready for the move to Houston yeah, and yeah. Uh, with uh, some, some restaurants to check out. So I will definitely be checking those out. Uh, and then I also have to give a shout out to uh, Robert, who's local and works at Lakeland Yard and Garden. Yeah. Which is a, a local... Uh, um, well, one of our local landscaping, like plant nursery kind of places. Yeah. So yeah. I go I go in, uh, I guess this was about a week or so ago, and uh, my wife has sent me on a mission to go get flowers to help spruce up the house because, of course, it's yeah, about to get on Yeah, you try to put the it on the market and all that stuff. Exactly. And so I go in, and um, I, uh, Robert, very, very helpful, greets me, and like immediately says, your voice sounds really familiar. And I was like, I think I listened to your podcast. And I was like, oh, which one? He said, Country Squire Radio. Really? I was like, yeah, man. And so uh, uh, Robert hooked me up, man. Found some great, That's awesome. great flowers, and uh, I just want to want to give a shout out to Robert because, like, as soon as the next person walked in into the house, they made an offer that night. So, <laughs> dude, that's great, man. That's it's great. Pretty, pretty awesome. Priceless pansies, man. I'm telling you, <laughs> looks great. And the flowers held up in this crazy weather that we've that's been good, having. That's good, dude. That's that's awesome. Well, man, thanks to Robert. Uh, come swing by the shop sometime, man. Yeah, absolutely. And of course, man, we got to give shout outs to those that are making this show happen. Of course, I'm talking about the uh, Country Squire Radio International Pipe Club. That's right. Uh, we got a new Pilgrim That's member. Some, yeah, good. Uh, Michael Milan, Mal, Malanda? Malanda. Michael Melinda. Mal, Melinda. Melinda. Michael, Ma- Michael Melinda. Matilda. Matilda. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody's going to get that reference. Uh, yeah. I have no idea. Yeah. Michael, welcome at the Pilgrim level. Uh, so glad to have you here on the uh, on the country. Michael Radio. Melinda. Yeah. International Pipe Club. And then also, man, we've got a new patron as well, Joe M. Roach. That can't. That would be, be Roca. Right. That would be, I, I, that would be I think that's Roca. Yeah. Wow. Joe Roca, man. Thanks for joining us at the at the patron level. It's so so gracious of you guys for uh helping us stick around here. Absolutely. <laughs> and of course, everybody from the patrons on up uh, by by supporting the show, uh, you also get access to that full 100 episode archive as well as any kind of additional shows that may come along that way. So uh, so be sure to check it out. You can learn more at patreon.com slash country squire radio. Mm. All right, man. Can we jump into today's topic? Yeah, dude, I'm excited. I, I think you're kind of driving the, the ship. Today, oh, Oh, am are, I, are, are you am I the are captain? You, are, are you are you captaining the capstan? <laughs> I'm, I'm taking the helm, my friend. Yes, we are returning to our series of pirates and pipe tobacco, um, <laughs> which we have done a couple of times now. You know, I, I was thinking back to what the inspiration for this series was, and I think it was an right. article we got, I want to say three years ago, yeah. from a listener about a, a pirate ship that had been, I don't know if it's unearthed if you pull it out from the bottom of the sea. Un- unseed? Yeah, right. I, no. <laughs> that doesn't sound right. <laughs> unseed. <laughs> no, is it re- re- like a rediscovered uh, shipwreck kind of thing? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Okay. And, and in it, they had found all these crates of clay pipes. And so, you know, there you was- No, I remember that. Yeah. Yeah, I remember some someone mentioning that there was yeah. kind of a question as yeah. to whether or not well you know was this uh you know maybe like a, a shipment of clay pipes that was being you know shipped overseas right. or was it the fact that these were in use and because of the way if i'm remembering correctly that the pipes were broken because right. you know you'd break the clay pipes and everything right uh it appeared they were broken from use and not from shipment and not f- okay and so the idea was you had this this pipe this pirate ship floating around with all these dudes smoking pipe tobacco <laughs> so <laughs> it, it inspired us to dive into one of my my personal passions, which is piracy. Wait, that didn't sound right. 
<laughs> why are all these things missing? Yeah, why why, why is my uh, knapsack plundered all of a sudden? Yeah, I know. I'm a, I'm, I'm a fan of, of pirate lore and pirate history. That's yeah, fun. It's and, the old uh, Squire Scallywag. Exactly, man. Yeah. We got the we got the Squire Scallywags to prove it. And um, so yeah, so we are reopening this topic. We've we've talked about some specific uh, pirates in the past, Bartholomew Roberts. We've talked about yeah, Benjamin right. Hornigold uh, yeah. most recently. And today we are talking about a unique pirate in that he doesn't necessarily fall into the traditional golden age of piracy per yeah, se, yeah. but whose name is, I think, fairly synonymous with pipe tobacco, both in England and in America That's today. That's right. Yeah, sure. Ladies and gentlemen, we are talking about Sir Walter Riley. 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 If he was born American. It's Raleigh, North Carolina. Raleigh. And it's Raleigh. S W R. As the kids are calling him these days. Man, he was one of the the era of Elizabethan pirates. Yeah. Now, these were commonly known as sea dogs. And you might hear that term sea dog and think about, like, you know, it's one of those pirate terms that gets thrown around a lot. Yeah. That ironically don't necessarily have the same connotations that we may ascribe them to. Yeah. But yeah. it makes, makes me think initially of that uh, tobacco from Dan Tobacco. Uh, so, salty dog. <laughs> yeah. So, salty dog. It's a real hard plug that they do. But so the connotation would be more of a uh, uh, kind of scoundrel. Is that the idea? Well, I think that's what we kind of in our modern lexicon right. would see it as a scurvy right. ski dog or something of that nature. Right. But in fact, the sea dogs were more akin to uh, privateers than they were to actual pirates. In fact, that whole whole group was uh, set up as kind of almost a, a pseudo extension of the British Navy. Um, and thus they were kind of allowed through uh, uh, these kind of letters of mark to go about and raid Spanish ships, gather up the treasure, bring them back, that sort of Interesting. thing. Interesting. Okay. They were uh, really kind of uh, agents of the of the government, yeah, exactly. Or, or of, the, of the navy, exactly. So you had like Sir Francis Drake. Of course, that's a name that, that many are probably uh, familiar with, even if you don't remember exactly who he is. <laughs> you, yeah, yeah. Like, oh yeah, I learned about him in history class back in the day, uh, as well as Sir John Hawkins, and then of course Sir Walter Raleigh. Now again, these were not the pirates of the Caribbean. These were not the uh, right. that era of piracy. And in fact, you know, if if we think about it, and I, I, we should probably always mention this when diving into this topic, you know, pirates were they were villains. They were not heroes that we think of when we think of Captain Jack Sparrow or something of that nature. Uh, this was a, they were the tyrants of the sea. They were thieves. <laughs> um, in fact, even in the Pirates of the Caribbean, the the uh, golden age of piracy, rather, um, they, they were very much villains, but arguably the only thing more villainous than the pirates themselves was the governments they were rebelling against. And in the case yeah. of the Elizabethan yeah. pirates, they were the government. <laughs> so yeah, no, that's yeah. I guess they, that, that makes sense. They were slavers and colonizers, and so and and to further this even and even more, let's see if I get these dates right. So so Sir Walter Riley Raleigh was born fifty years after the death of Henry Avery. Now Henry Avery is an important figure in okay. pirate piracy because he kind of inspired like the Blackbeards and the Benjamin Hornigols and the uh, uh, Bartholomew Roberts. It's like, kind of the precursor to some of that. Exactly, his okay. legend is what inspired the golden golden age of piracy to kind of kick off. Uh, and so you know, back before he was even born, fifty years beforehand, that's when uh, you know our boy here uh, SWR died. So yeah, there's no direct lineage per se between the Sea Dogs and the pirates that we would kind of traditionally point you know think of. Sure. All right, so I want to kind of state that to kind of give a, a nice like background to understand like what we're dealing with here. So these were the sea dogs, the Elizabethan pirates. You, you know, Bo, if they were in, in some sense tyrants of the sea, I just want you to know you were you were the tyrant of the studio. 
<laughs> or, or, or maybe the maybe the tyrant of iTunes would that be would that be better? I, you know what? I, I'll take it. I'll take it. I, I think you should roll with it. You need to know that you, in some sense, are the are their heir. You're the legacy uh, in a, in a very very odd way. I'll, I'll take that. I'll take that. I'd take that more for the uh, for the traditional pirates than the the sea dogs personally. No, that's right. Yeah. But of course, you know, the sea dogs were set up by Queen Elizabeth. Now, this is Elizabeth the uh, first. You know, the Elizabethan era we are all very familiar with in terms of what that inspired for for art and and drama and of course Queen Elizabeth herself has been uh, uh, captured in in film and and books and just history in general uh, but interesting fact so yeah. Elizabeth the first is actually the great great granddaughter of Elizabeth of York and was actually the conclusion of the Tudor dynasty in the same way that Elizabeth the York her yeah, marriage I guess that's right huh was the beginning of the Tudor di- dynasty um okay she was uh you know she was the one that kind of gathered up these sea dogs and kind of set them out now she was quite taken with uh, uh Walter w- was he a favorite Favorite of uh, of Elizabeth, you could say she really wanted to pack his pipe, if you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. Of course, uh, he, Sir <laughs> <laughs> Walter Riley. <laughs> Raleigh, rather, uh, was very much kind of responsible or at least accredited for popularizing pipe tobacco and tobacco in general uh, across England. Yeah, of course. Now, there's kind of some a little bit of discussion about like, you know, can can he can, can he really be considered the godfather? Was he really the one that brought it over um, or who really should be responsible there? But sure. regardless of where, where your thoughts on that lie, there's no denying the fact that he was the one that, that truly popularized it. Yeah. And his relationship to Elizabeth, I mean, that, that goes uh, hand in hand. Well, yeah, obviously, if he had uh, favor with the court and, uh, you know, was very fashionable at the time, he was going to, you know, in anything he pushed, obviously, was going to. Um, you know, kind of carry that weight with it, right? Exactly. And so, um, you know, it's like if you see your favorite celebrity, uh, I don't know, wearing a certain type of sunglasses or whatever, then all of a sudden that's the thing, right? And so, <laughs> that's right. Uh, yeah, I don't know. And then you start, you know, smoking this tobacco and it's, uh, yeah, it's fun. Exactly. It's a P. Diddy of his day. Actually, I'm not sure that, <laughs> I'm not sure that P. Diddy is the P. Diddy of our day right now, actually. <laughs> I, I, I don't know if he is, but yeah, no, he, he was the P. Diddy of yesterday's today. There you go. Uh, yes. Does that make sense? It, it doesn't make sense. It can. Go ahead. Uh, so not only did he um, really kind of popularized pipe tobacco. He's also kind of accredited for bringing potatoes over to uh, to England as well. Oh, isn't that something? Yeah. Okay. So um, yeah. you know, as they're as they're going out and they're they're doing all of these uh, these dirty deeds and such, they're also bringing back all of this kind of these these new treasures in and of themselves. Uh, not necessarily in the Spanish doubloon, although that was certainly part of it. Right. But also in these kind of uh, goods and products that they'd never actually seen before. I mean, think about seeing a potato for the first time. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like like it, think about what the revolutionary. Uh, <laughs> vegetable or rather root a potato is yeah and so the same type of deal i mean like think about pipe tobacco and tobacco in general um for for many <laughs> that did not have kind of a a cultural like that you know for for those that that pipe tobacco was so integrated into the the culture from everything from religious ceremonies to you know uh, uh economics and everything else then all of a sudden to have this like you know smoke pluming out of this stick you know, yeah, yeah. It seems almost like magic, you know, as as it was kind of you know going around. It's easy to see why Sir Walter Riley puffing on his pipe became such a statement so early on. No, yeah, of course. So, um, of course, I uh, you know he uh, he like again we said he was uh, a favorite of Queen Elizabeth the first. She did. Um, well, I already made the pack his pipe joke. Yeah, uh, but uh, <laughs> he was you know I, I think he was kind of a charmer. Uh, you know. 
he was, he was a, a, a dandy. Well, what's the right way to say this? Um, you know, she was more into him than he was into her. Oh, he, he wasn't necessarily okay. shutting that down because let, let's be honest. Okay. If, if you got that kind of access to the queen, you're not necessarily going to turn it down. Yeah. Uh, however, as he was hanging around her, there was another Elizabeth who was kind of in proxy to the queen. Okay. She was one of her gentlewomen. Okay. Who he was far more taken in, with. Inclined to, to go after. Yeah. Interesting. And so at the risk of his position, he ends up marrying this other Elizabeth, who we'll call Bess, as history has. Uh, and this kind of puts him a little bit on the outs. Okay. But regardless, you know, in, in his time of favor, Queen Elizabeth did give him kind of free range to uh, go out and, and kind of colonize America. She's like, go 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 to the Americas, take whatever you want. Uh, and, so, and so he did. He actually founded a colony called uh, Roanoke. And uh, while he was very good at killing and subjugating, he was not as good as establishing government because, of course, <laughs> Roanoke became the lost colony. No, that's right. <laughs> yeah. Disappeared. Um, you know, eventually Elizabeth would die. And along with that, his kind of free range to do basically whatever he wanted. Okay. So he kind of, his leash was shortened at that, at that point, um, I guess, because the people that were in power that, uh, you know, were giving him kind of some, some of that, uh, license, uh, weren't there anymore. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. He no longer had his, his license to kill. He was no longer the James Bond of the sea, so to speak. <laughs> uh, and so he was, he was then very much, um, you know, kind of given this option, all right, you know, come home and do. Do what you will here, but basically you're going to stop attacking specifically the Spanish uh, because the new regime coming in, James the right, right. he was really big on the Spanish and he was trying to kind of make things cool and, and groovy with them. And so all of this kind of, you know, the sea dogs in and of themselves, the privateers of the day had to stop what they were doing in order to maintain this kind of, you know, new peace or kind of new relationship with Spain. This, at this moment, this is when Sir Walter really becomes a pirate. He moves from privateer. Okay. And basically says, no, nah, I'm not going to do that. I, I kind of like going and, you know, killing and taking these things. And there's so much gold out there. <laughs> By the way, I hear tell that there's an entire city of gold. Are you familiar with El Dorado, John David? No. So, I mean, yes, but, but uh, yeah, I, yeah, I didn't realize that was connected. So this is where I think it's really fascinating okay. because Sir Walter Raleigh really does become more of a traditional pirate in the sense that, you know, generations from then would come. You know, he's yeah. now out. Yeah. He's now rebelling against his government. He's now going out and he is uh, taking these Spanish ships and he's, he's actually keeping their gold for himself. And on top of that, he is now in pursuit of a quote unquote buried treasure okay. in the form of El Dorado, okay. uh, leading these kind of expeditions and search for him. Uh, and as he's doing this, he, he, he kind of goes a little above and beyond. Now, again, there's some different schools of thought here on who's to blame per se, but in his search for El Dorado, his crew uh, basically starts sacking some of these Spanish outposts and kind of, um, they're not like going in and being like, hey, we're here, you know, stand down. We're like, no, we're going to wipe you out. <laughs> right, they're 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 going That's in. That's terrible. Yeah, and they're just kind of wiping out these Spanish outposts. And you know, arguably, you could say that well, it wasn't him; it was his men. They they did this. Right, you know, it was the people that. Uh, you know, he sent out to go do this. He had kind of deniability or something. Yeah. And I yeah. think history has kind of granted him that to an extent, but yeah. arguably how much did he have? Right. And, and ultimately, of course, the English government did not see that he had denied.
deniability. As when he returned to England, he was, of course, captured and executed for his acts of piracy. Interesting. Yes, sir. He okay. died okay. at age 65. And he had famous last words as well, which okay. were, strike men, strike, to the executioner right uh, who was holding the axe to his neck. Wow. It's like kind of, do it, like, do it. Let, bring bring it on. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, like exactly. let, let's, or, or maybe let's get this thing over with. Wow. Right. That's incredible. Yeah. Now, this this is something, you know, you know, we mentioned, of course, that he his name is synonymous with pipe tobacco, and it is really because he did popularize it throughout England. And if you think about kind of all of the, the various uh, ways in which tobacco has been kind of innovated in that space and in that region, yeah. uh, pipe tobacco specifically, you know, you, you, you very much see him as kind of the father of pipe tobacco. You could argue that he's the father of, of the modern pipe tobacco era, or at least a grandfather, if, if nothing else. Yeah, I mean, certainly a, a, a you know, one of those uh, kind of like the church fathers, the early or, or, yes, exactly. early early fathers, you know, yeah, <laughs> it's Absolutely. right in there. And so, uh, you know, of course, uh, you know, one of the most, uh, you know, common and, uh, you know, popular tobaccos of the 20th century was was named after him. Exactly. Uh, uh, you know, Sir Walter Raleigh uh, pipe tobacco we've all heard of, even if we haven't smoked it. Uh, you know, it's one of those tobaccos that uh, uh, folks find countless little, you know, old fashioned tins of or pouches of maybe uh, in a relative that passed away. A lot of times, uh, you know, they'll have that with their pipe stash. And, um, you know, we, we think of it along with other brands like, uh, you know, Flying Dutchman and uh, Prince Albert and, um, you know, Borkham Riff. And just just so many of those iconic uh, drugstore over the counter brands that were uh, incredibly popular and of course still made today. Um, you know, Sir Walter Raleigh. This was a tobacco that debuted in 1927. It's a it's one of those classic Burley blends that uh, is aromatic in it, in its own way. It's uh, you know a lot of those over the counter blends. Um, you know, kind of sold themselves as a non aromatic, although they were uh, sweetened. But the Burley just was a nice uh, kind of a nice uh, you know heaviness to it. A nice uh, kick. It had uh, just a smoothness on the tongue and uh, the ability to really absorb a lot of that, uh, you know, sweet. Uh, sugar topping that they would put on the tobacco. And, uh, you know, in, in the case of Sir Walter Raleigh, the, uh, you know, aniseed uh, that was there, just a little bit of uh, of hinted sweetness. And, uh, you know, you get a little bit of that licorice in the background. So really nice, uh, kind of a ribbon cut burly. Uh, you know, it's got that uh, easiness to load and, uh, you know, just uh, moderate moisture level. Um, you know, nowadays, the stuff uh, in 2000 was, was purchased by Lane, what is now STG Lane. Of course, we have a lot of friends over there. Mm-hmm. Uh, Scandinavian Tobacco Group, and um, and so it's distributed, you know, all over the world. You can get it in a uh, one and a half ounce pouch or a, a fourteen ounce can, uh, you know, the larger size can, and uh, just a really handsome tobacco still to this day. You know, it's one of those that um, I think a lot of people get a kick out of smoking, even if it's just for uh, the trip down memory lane. So re- really good tobacco. Yep. Yes, sir. Yeah, yeah. On on the hamster cage level, it's a, uh, you know, it, it's it's <laughs> it's going to be. I, I can't remember what direction was worse, but it's going to be on the on the lower end, I think, of the hamster cage tobacco. On the worse end or on the... Uh, on, on the better end. On the better end. Yeah, on, okay. on, on, the, on the better end. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know... The, uh, if, if five means like the perfect absorption uh, material for uh, you, the bottom of your <laughs> hamster cage and, and, and that's the utility of that, then this is going to be like a number one. Yeah. Well, well, maybe, you know it's what? It's not that bad. I mean, <laughs> John David, maybe it's time to, uh, um, you know, uh, give uh, give Sir Walter, give Sir Walter his... Uh, his his uh, his his proper dues. I mean, maybe the yeah. squire. I mean, you know, obviously you you couldn't call it Sir Walter Riley, but uh, or Raleigh rather, as I mispronounce 
everything. Yeah. Uh, but but you could theoretically call it like Sea Dog's Revenge or something of that. No, you nature. could. Yeah. yeah. No, that's right. Yeah. Well, okay. Well, maybe we'll uh, maybe we'll work on that. <laughs> one way or the other, man. I think that one of the 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 best ways to kind of cap off a discussion about uh, Sir Walter is to kind of look not just at his last words, but also the words that were left behind. Uh, you know, while he was in prison awaiting uh, his execution. His execution. Okay. He did have there was a trinket that he left behind with even a note specifically so that uh, there would be a message tied to it. And that was a small tobacco pouch that was found in his cell shortly after uh, his execution. And in that pouch, there was an engraving in Latin. And uh, can you, uh, are, are you able to um, yeah, pull see. up the uh, show notes here? Well, and if I if I can't even say Raleigh right, right then I, I don't need to read Latin. Oh, wow. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I don't even know if I should try it. Comes meus fuite in eo messi miro tempore. <laughs> well, I think the meaning is what's more important. <laughs> and it says, uh, it was my companion at the most desirable... Uh, I'm, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Uh, it, it says... It was my companion at that most miserable time, and uh, wow, of course, talking about that his uh, his tobacco pouch, right? Yeah. And uh, man, how uh, how of course dear it was to him uh, there in the depths. It's so it's so fascinating, man. Looking back at some of these, uh, uh, you know, these people in history that have had such a major impact. He was one of the most influential uh, uh, individuals in the Elizabethan era. Yeah. Um, arguably yeah. second on. Well, it, it, let's yeah, say in, in, yeah. in the top three, uh, top five, I would say. I mean, you got William. Shakespeare in there as well, and I don't know that you could argue as necessarily. As, as far as culturally, I think you're right. Yeah, and so you know, and of course, you know, with Elizabeth herself being at the at the top of that that line, but but you know, one way or the other, I mean, you know, obviously a, a, a hero to some, a villain to others, and you know, whose deeds are there to be judged but, as they were. Yeah, and certainly so, a, a central historical figure. Absolutely, yeah. absolutely. So yeah, man, Sir Walter Raleigh. Yeah, Raleigh. Man, both. That was excellent, brother. Thank you. I, man, I love whenever we get a chance to dive into pirates. Yeah. Just like I love whenever I get a chance to dive into a new tobacco and make sure that it's a good quality, clean smoke, just like the great smokes you can get with pipes from Missouri Meerschaum. Of course, of course. And man, of uh, just also, of course, <laughs> <laughs> our friends at Missouri Meerschaum are constantly mixing it up. And I love what they did this year. They came out with the St. Pa- Patrick's Day 2019 pipe bundle. Uh, man, such a cool idea. And I love, I was just stunned and, and so elated when I saw this pipe uh, at, at its debut, the uh, St. Patrick's Day pipe this year. Mm. Just a stunning uh, green stem. It's got just a, a really beautiful uh, swirled acrylic stem. It's just so, so pretty. A large, generous bowl. Uh, similar maybe in size to um, you know a, um, a legend or maybe a little larger, uh, a little smaller than a country gentleman perhaps. Uh, but just a very handsome pipe. This is uh, something that, uh, you know, when you when you smoke a Missouri Meerschaum, you're making a statement. But uh, that additional little Little, uh, little statement, that feather in your cap, if you will, of that beautiful green stem with the with the antique brass band. Uh, they've got this pipe bundle. It's really cool. It comes with a, a pouch of Aaron Gobra uh, pipe tobacco and just uh, just a beautiful little set here uh, in honor of St. Patrick's Day. Uh, from the folks at Missouri Meerschaum, they say St. Patrick's Day Combo 2019 to celebrate that special time of year that brings out the Irish in all of us. <laughs> we have put together a pipe and tobacco combo that together with a glass of Irish whiskey will make 
make you want to dance an Irish jig on St. Patrick's Day. The corncob pipe has a tall billiard-style bowl with a hardwood plug and a green, uh, new green and cream-colored label on the bottom. The acrylic stem is green with a white swirl, and the shank is capped with an antique brass band. The combination of colors on this Missouri Meerschaum pipe are reminiscent of the of an Irish meadow, Irish cream liqueur, and a pot of gold. <laughs> the Aaron Gabra of pipe tobacco is blended by a Scandinavian tobacco group, another uh, same maker of uh, Sir Walter Raleigh, uh, in Denmark, and is described as a brilliant mixture of flu-cured Virginias, toasted white burleys, and sweet black Cavendish spiked with aged Irish whiskey. Uh, refined and mellow with an inviting aroma. Uh, available for the season, you may need some. Uh, luck of the Irish to get one, so order soon. Uh, that's available at corncobpipe.com. That's uh, where you can get all the good stuff from Missouri Meerschaum. It is out of stock currently. Keep refreshing. Keep checking back. Uh, this is very, uh, you know, highly coveted set that they've come out with, and just a really, uh, really handsome corncob pipe. I think you'll be pleased if you can get your hands on one. That's good, man. Well, yeah, if you've uh, if you are one of the lucky that are able the, 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 with the look of the Irish, if you're able to get your hands on one, <laughs> I was waiting on that. Uh, be sure to, to take a picture, put it out to the selfie. We'll retweet it out. It's a good way to let the good folks at Missouri Meerschaum know we appreciate them for sponsoring the show. That was a good. Uh, that was a good accent. You, you, you did well. I, I I think I did well by our <laughs> Irish listeners there. <laughs> Pipe question of the week. All right, man. Pipe question of the week coming in this week from Byron Earnhardt. All right, you ready for this? Yeah. He says, "Hey guys, I've been blending ever since your home blending episode last year. I'm oh, having that's great. Yeah, he got, man. He got inspired. Awesome." I'm having even more fun with my pipe through doing this. It's a blast. My question is, are there any home blending competitions out there Mm. or some kind of judging slash review process for home blenders? I know that it's supposed to be for my own enjoyment, and and it truly is, but part of me wishes that I could have my blends, the ones that aren't horrible, reviewed and also see what others are doing. Might make for a fun weekend akin to barbecue competitions. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Anyway, thank y'all for doing the show. And again, that is from Byron Earnhardt. Yeah, it's a neat idea. You know, you've kind of, like you said, got the concept of the, uh, you know, best barbecue or best, uh, you know, you've done gumbo competitions before, things oh, yeah. of that nature, um, you know, chili cook-offs. Uh, you know, I, I think that's good. The, you know, where most people get started is their home uh, pipe club or pipe shop, right? Uh, other guys that you've, or, or gals that you've met uh, in the pipe community that, um, you know, maybe aren't home blenders but are interested in pipe tobacco and maybe their palate is, uh, you know, refined enough to, to uh, you know, appreciate kind of what you've done and give you some feedback and that's that's where you start you know there's not really a um, a, a home blending uh, you know judge or, or anything although or, or competition although um, you know there's plenty of judgmental people in the pipe community so <laughs> <laughs> I don't think you'll have to look very far to find one you can but find <laughs> the judgment the judgment is here the ju- there's plenty of judgment to go yeah. around yeah. <laughs> uh, including right here uh, yeah at, at Country Squire Radio but um, no I, I think um, you know go to your uh, your closest pipe community and uh, and see what you've got you know it's um that's it, it, it's just something that you're gonna have to make some hand it out get it to some of your friends if you're a member of a of a forum uh perhaps on facebook or uh you know any of the uh social media places or or elsewhere um you know it, it put put some feelers out uh say hey i've got this tobacco this this is a description i'd love some feedback can i send it to you and get some thoughts and man there are tons of people uh in the pipe community that would uh that would 
love to you know to do that for you and uh and it might even reciprocate too you know there's guys that have done this long enough and have gotten good at it and they've you know really developed their own following and so um i think there's plenty of uh plenty of ways you can really get some uh some helpful feedback out there yeah that's good you know um gosh it's just such a cool idea you know obviously uh you know home blending is a topic that we'll definitely revisit again in the future um and it's always it always gets kind of a question whenever looking at the subject of blending is you know how can we approach this from a different angle and the idea of having some sort of review process or maybe even highlighting um home home blends yeah, yeah. home mm-hmm. blends might might be might be kind of cool i don't know it's something yeah. worth thinking about yeah absolutely well thank you so much byron and hey if you've got a pipe question of the week be sure to send it in at show at countrysquireradio.com again that's show at countrysquireradio.com <laughs> Quick fire with the squire. Quick fire question! All right, man. We got some quick fire questions brought to us by some great shirts from the Country Squire Radio. Coming soon. Coming soon TM. Soon TM. Looking looking forward to getting those to you. Uh, Dang it. I really wanted to to share what one of the shirts was going to be on this episode. I think we've done it, though. But we haven't, though. We were going to, but then we didn't because we were going to do it on this one. But that's okay. That's all right. I I just uh, I just hope the scallywags out there would be uh, uh, excited to learn about. We got. <laughs> I mean, we could des- we could describe the shirt. Ah, uh, it is. It is. Okay. All right. All right. All right. Nah. Well. Okay. We'll come back. To we'll it. come back. To I, it. I messed it up. <laughs> this is all on me. It, it's been a. It's been kind of a crazy few weeks, no and I, I've, I've slipped in a few areas. But uh, man, we are uh, we are coming out with some cool shirts. Awesome. And um, and you're gonna be excited. Yar. All right, man. We've got uh, <laughs> a pirate edition here for uh, pirates of pipe tobacco. Uh, for our quick fired questions, are you ready, sir? Yeah. All right. If you're a pirate, would you rather have a hook for a hand or a peg leg? Ooh, ooh, uh, uh, a hook for a hand. Really? Yeah, I think so. But, um, man, but a peg, I don't know. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to go with the hook for the hand. Okay, yeah. the, the hook for the, I mean, like, there is a classic iconic look to that, of course, but, um, I, I you well, know. the peg leg too, right? True. But, I mean, let, let's, let's do remember, both of these are, like, severe handicaps. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, so that's what I'm thinking of. Like, <laughs> it's like, both of these are, like, terrible things to have, but I, I'm, I'm trying to think, you know, if you, if, if I had the hook. Um, let's see. You know, I think um, it, it ups the fear factor. Well, and and that it seems like it would be more functional, right? Buster I mean, yeah, I, I could, I'm a monster. I, I could like open to uh, you know open it to uh, or use it to open like uh, you know tin cans, like you know my uh, wow. You know, if I'm open beanie weenies or something. Sure. Like, hey, I don't know. Yeah, because there was yeah. beanie weenies on pirate ships all the time. Well, you know, you can unscrew it and you know use it as a grappling hook or something. I I don't know. No, that I sounds kind of cool. Yeah, I, I'm gonna go with the I'm gonna go with the hook. Okay, I'm going with the peg leg. <laughs> <laughs> I, I need my digits. <laughs> I need my digits. <laughs> and, uh, and I feel like I could probably, you know, I, I could I could figure out the peg leg. All right. A pet parrot <laughs> or a pet monkey? Oh, uh, don't make me pick. Well, if you've got a hook for a hand, I feel like you're going to need the opposable thumbs of the monkey to help you Well, out. no, that's a good point. No, that's a good, yeah, okay, I'll go with the monkey. I, I'll, I'll go with the monkey. Are you going to go with the These are parrot. great questions. I, yeah, I don't know. I could, uh, yeah, I, I think I'll go with the monkey. All right, all right. The, the monkey could help me with the, you know, uh, like, like you said, the task that I would have trouble only having one. No, that's good. That's yeah. good. I, I would go to the Scarlet McCall named Polly, my parrot. <laughs> uh, and then we got 
Would you rather? All right, you got to bury some treasure. This okay. Is, this is the scenario. Okay. Are you are you digging a hole in the sand? Or are you putting it in a cave? I feel like every pirate needs a cave. Uh, yeah, I like that. Like like a skull like a cave. Cove type like, like, like a cove. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Maybe that's what I'm thinking of. I, I, I don't know. I'll go. Eh. Yeah, I'll I'll put it in a cave. Big big uh, big cove. Put some chest the... up in the cave. Yeah. Maybe cover it with some uh some seaweed or something. Pack your pipe, sit on the chest, and and look at all the wealth that you've surrounded yourself with. Yeah. Yeah. My right. bu- my booty. <laughs> Yo ho ho, and a bottle of rum. Whiskey or wine? Uh, rum. You're a pirate. You got to have rum. Yeah, but I mean, if I had to choose, I think I might actually in that scenario go with wine. <laughs> and I'll tell you, whiskey. No, pi- listen to pi- Pirate Bo sitting there drinking his Pinot Grigio. <laughs> I didn't say Pinot Grigio. With his parrot and I his would, peg leg. Hey, now, I would go with my, I'd go with a bottle of red wine. We'd take we'd take a oh, French ship. Fantastic. We'd take it for all its champagne and stuff. You got to remember, oh, man. Back in the day, fantastic. actually, you really would go for the rum because back in the day, the classic pirates drank uh, more fruity beverages akin to the the type that you like. Don't try to get out of this. No, no, you're no. The one that you're you're the pirate that's sitting there <laughs> drinking Pinot. <laughs> <laughs> all right, and then finally, death in battle, execution, or old age. Ugh. It all it's all got to come to an well, end. I mean, it all has to get there, right? But I I don't know. I mean. Uh, battle? I, I guess battle. Yeah. I mean, you know, execution, they had some pretty gruesome ways of doing all that back then. Yeah, you know? nev- I mean, never it, the execution. Uh, Sir Walter Raleigh got out of it easy. He got his, uh, you know, head head taken, but uh, yeah, I, I, they had some other way. I don't know. I, and and if you're an old, really old, uh, as a pirate, you're probably probably miserable. Yeah, right? Yeah. I, I, I don't know. Bring on the battle. Battle. Yes. Blaze of glory. Yeah. And then cursed and risen as a skeletal horror to search the entire seas for the treasure <laughs> that I can never find again. <laughs> All right, that was quick fire questions. Uh, Pirate edition. Uh, <laughs> mercy. Uh, if you've got some quick fire questions, we love getting those in. Show at countrysquireradio.com. Again, that is show at countrysquireradio.com. Those were good, Bo. Thank you. Th- those those were good. Uh, those those were solid. Yeah. Your thoughts, your comments. Listener feedback. All right, man. We got some great listener feedback in. Uh, this is all coming in live. We got some great stuff, man. Dan uh, Darko is saying, uh, I've been ordering from the Squire for a while, but new to the podcast. Hope you have some great tips for amateur blenders. Uh, you fellas at the Squire are masters of your craft. So, uh, yeah, again, we, we need to we need to revisit blending, I think, yeah, at least home, on an annual basis. Yeah, home blending and yeah. uh, blending, you know, catch yourself blending and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah. well, I mean, yeah, exactly. Y- we, y- you want to be caught blending. So we've also got uh, high hat Harry. Who uh, writes in? He says, "I uh, uh, have not tried Riley Raleigh blends, but uh, Carter Hall is okay in my book." Yeah, yeah, and and also uh, one thing I didn't mention, you know, there is a aromatic version of Sir Walter Raleigh. Mm. Um, it, let's be honest, they're both aromatic tobaccos. Uh, the you know the regular Sir Walter Raleigh is just kind of a lightly uh, topped, uh, burly you know tobacco. It doesn't have the you know just the more um, heavily cased elements of the other, but they're both they're both aromatic tobaccos. Yeah. Also, we uh, let's see. We've also got. Uh, I, I should mention in the chat earlier there was a lot of discussion around me mispronouncing Riley Raleigh. Yeah, Riley Raleigh. As, as as there should as be. there should be yeah. as there should be. Oh, hopefully, you know, I always try to be conscious of the fact that every episode is somebody's first episode. But uh, if you've never listened to us before, hi, I'm Bo. I mispronounce everything. <laughs> uh, it's, fact. It, it's the dyslexia. Now, speaking of first time, man, we've got Toby Spry who's saying it's first time getting to watch. 
watch the show. I said played hooky from work for other uh, for other reason, but time to pack up and light and enjoy with the Squires. So, That's right. Uh, yeah, shout out to Toby, man. First time, first time uh, tuned in That's live. Great. Yeah, man, absolutely. Join, joined by some old favorites on Twitter. We got uh, Portland Paul. JD is looking super Jesus today. Uh, super like Jesus today. Yeah, I just let my my curls down a little bit. Um, but um, you know, I, I I need to I need to mimic him more in my heart. Mm. <laughs> Let's just be real honest about it. Uh, Kilted pipe guy catching this week's Squire Radio live uh, in the car while parked up waiting for food. Today's pipe is my K Woody. Uh, I don't remember much about Sir Walter Raleigh tobacco from school, but I do like his tobacco when I can get some. And uh, really cool pipe that he's got there. Nice uh, K Woody with the with the neat lucite stem. So um, and Portland Paul chimes in again. Always uh, as always, I'm with Bo and Pirates. They rule. I appreciate the history lesson. Hashtag Pirates Forever. Oh, I like that. Yeah, that's good. That's good. <laughs> um, and then finally, man, I've also got uh, guys got pipes. It just uh, uh, tuning in from work. He said he felt compelled to log on and glad to uh, to be joining everyone uh, for this live Country Squire radio here. Yeah, so. yeah. Man, I hope, uh, you know, just as a, a kind of closing out, I hope everyone had a great um, International Pipe Smoking Day. You know, we it, it's so easy for some of us, uh, you know, if you're out there and you're not really plugged into the pipe community to kind of let it go by. But, um, you know, it, it is a good time to reflect. We, we've got this, you know, storied tradition that we like to hold on to and, um, and, and promote. And uh, yeah, I would encourage you. You know, if you didn't take advantage of it this year, uh, next year go to your go to your local brick and mortar, even if it's a mm, cigar centric yeah. brick and mortar. Uh, pull your pipe out. You know, uh, you know, um, you know, pr- purchase something from them. Yeah, make yeah. sure make sure they feel supported. But uh, man, pull your pipe out and uh, show those guys that uh, you know it's still around. And, and man, we're vibrant and active. And um, yeah, I, th- I think it'd be a good opportunity to uh, to spread the good news. And yeah. you know, we we mentioned we've done you know recently an episode on lunting, uh, which is of course uh, you. You know, walking while smoking your pipe or hiking while smoking your pipe. And I, I, I forgot, I wanted to share this with you. Um, and so I'll, I'll, I'll leave this for those that haven't yet seen the, uh, my, my international pipe smoking day video. Uh, my goal was after, you know, selecting the tobacco to actually go for, uh, to go on a lunch. To go on a lunch. Yeah. Yeah. Good. Uh, across the neighborhood. Of course, you know, we, we currently live in the same neighborhood. Was that and, the day it rained? Well, no, it was, it was a nice <laughs> moment. It was one of the few days in the last couple of days where we had no rain uh, or at least it wasn't too bad. And so I was like okay this is great and i was going to take my phone and do that thing the walking selfie you know talking on yeah. the video while i'm those are awful to watch they they, they really are <laughs> well fortunately um you know no one had to watch it because i of course was hooked up to wi-fi for the live cast oh and so as soon as i get like two steps away from my house yeah it, it died yeah and <laughs> people did, people were sending me screenshots too of just how bad it looks oh that's hilarious <laughs> and so that, that's that's wonderful i didn't realize that that's uh that's that's pretty good yeah so I, my i did i did actually lunch for a a few moments but all that to say that lunting on on international pipe smoking day is a great thing to do as well so uh you know uh, go to check out your local brick and mortar pack up your pipe uh you know enjoy your pipe but uh, let let folks know it's still around it's a good good thing to do all right man well hey we uh we got all piratey on this yeah, one. it was fun yeah Our, it was good history lesson and uh yeah made some uh innuendos that were interesting and uh you know talked about hooks versus peg legs and yeah, yeah it, was, it, was, it was a good day all the stuff you want out of uh, uh pipes a and solid Pirates. Country Squire radio episode. Yeah, man. I think next time we do the <laughs> the series, I think the next Pirates we'll be looking into is probably William Kidd, okay. uh, who is oft depicted smoking a pipe. But I need to do more research about him. He's got a fascinating story, but the uh, the connection to pipe tobacco may be more of a superficial one. So I need to I, I need to dive in more to get a better understanding. Okay. Okay. But uh, anyway, more more on that next time we do the series. But I think, man, until then, let's go have a day. See you, brother. 
You've been listening to Country Squire Radio, a member of the Pottery Network. For more information on this and other shows, please visit pottery.com. Thank you.